Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. I don't know. I felt like I was going to mess up there. I don't know why. It's been a while. It's been what, another another week, another two weeks. Um, Mark, how have you been? I bought a kayak. I got a car. I'm still in a hotel. <laughs> that's 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 how it's how, that's how it's going. What about you? See, I will always say you're living in a hotel, but you don't have to clean up after yourself. Like minimally, you have to pick up after yourself, and then you just have to leave the room and just be like, "Hey, can you clean my room real quick?" And they'll clean your room. I ideally, yes, that is the case. But with COVID, you always have to give them like 24 hours, like advance kind of thing. It's not like a room uh, service is okay. not like a a, a, yeah. a rotational thing. Like they just yeah. come every morning. But the okay. issue is, is that in order to do something like that, because I have dogs, it's it's one of those like you have to coordinate. Hey, um, hey man, get the dogs. We're gonna go. Room service is gonna come. They're gonna do this, and then so. It, it's one of those things that because I am literally in a 300 square, no, uh, maybe like four, four or 500 square feet. It's one of those things like, you, you know, you're better off just clean for yourself. So I haven't had it's, room service yet. It's like living in a studio apartment. Um, I used to have one of those back in the day. Um, I, for the longest time, was like, I'm going to keep this as clean as possible. That lasted about three months, and then it just went downhill. Yeah, I think the thing with like hotels that you don't realize is that if you're in a house and it's a little larger, if you have a mess, like even a small mess, then the house is so big that it kind of masks like, oh, there's just like three or four little, a bowl or a couple of plates and a cup or something. But in a hotel, you it notice really you out. notice everything. <laughs> So it's immediately from you looking like you're in an Ikea little place. You're like, oh, it's really cool. It automatically looks and there's, you know, you've added nothing to the house, but it automatically makes you look like a hoarder. If you just That's don't, hilarious. if you just don't put things away. So, Mark, it's been a while since we've recorded. Uh, some stuff has happened. Um, for instance, the round robin that we were talking about, the big thing that we uh, made a big deal out of. Um, we actually got some creative teams on those books, but just like how I said, they only did a creative team on the winners of each of those titles. Now, I didn't know this. Um, a good friend of ours, uh, one that used to be a reviewer on our website when we had one, um, Rob, he had informed me that the voting for that took place on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, as well as the DC Universe Infinite app. So you had four places to vote in order to, and they accounted each of those votes in all. So hmm. I don't know exactly how they did it, but I'm looking at their, I'm going to be going to them right now to see. Um, round Robin has been pinned. Um, it looks like. Zatanna won against the Green Lantern book. Robins won against the Lobo Animal Man book. Blue Beetle won against the Jesse Quick book. And Superman won over the Suicide Squad book by just a hair. Superman won uh, by um, 
Suicide Squad had 49.5 votes. Superman had 50.5 votes. So it was really that 0.5 uh, that made Superman win on that one. Um, Wait, and where, where are you seeing this? Because I'm on the DC comic page, and their pinned tweet is still like an old one. Do I need to click like the hashtag or something? No, no, no. So it's you see you see DC Comics round robin, right? Show thread. You go to the thread and you scroll down and you'll see all the winning votes. Oh, this so is show the thread, okay. But this, of course, like I said, is only Twitter votes. I don't want to go through Instagram, DC Universe Infinite, and all of that. I'm showing you what I can get readily available to us. Um, if this is indica- any indication of what we could be getting in the future, uh, I'm really disappointed that uh, Zatanna uh, won against Green Lanterns because I still have yet to see a genuine Kyle Rayner book in like five years. So that's yeah. A I mean, Kyle, Kyle Rayner has really just been the little bit that you saw from like Omega Men from yeah. Tom King. To in the rebirth, I mean, yeah, he was he was kind of at least in the first like maybe one or two arcs, he was kind of like the main storyline in New Guardians. But besides yeah. that, he's been well. New Guardians is fifty two, <laughs> so you're going even further. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, so then he, I'm he, making... was in, he was he I'm was sorry, in, just Green uh, Lantern then. No, because yeah, Green uh, Lantern, which was Simon and it, um, Jessica. It was what was the other Hal, one? Called? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern. Corps. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Okay. So yeah. yeah, yes, Hal Jordan, I guess, you know, he did have the face because he had his own separate story. But yeah. I guess when you were actually talking about the core, the first That's the, when you saw Yeah, I'm sorry. So yeah. it wasn't New Guardians. My bad. Yeah. But you know, I I'm still hesitant with how things are going. Uh you know, I have told people recently that I feel that the planning at DC is just how WB plans their DC films. It's like, hey, let's just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks and then make sure to only let it stick for a couple of days so we can throw something else at it also. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that it's, it's interesting seeing how my, my relationship with comics has changed when, sure, you know, life when, you know, you, you have kids and they're in a lot of events and sports and school and you know, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, that will always take priority for me. But I always try to make it a, a, a thing before I go to sleep to at least read one or two books. Mm-hmm. Just to have it. These past two weeks, I've had zero interest in wanting to read books. Well, first because well, first because I knew I wouldn't be able to record. But mm-hmm. the thing is, obviously, I don't want to fall behind. Yeah, but it's gotten exactly. to it's gotten to a point that I and I hate that I've gotten to this point. I am totally fine just not reading comics. Yeah, and I it, right like, now it, it got to those it, it got to those moments like I'm not going to do it because then you know when it's like that thought like wow I'm actually having this thought I was like man do I even want a podcast if I if I don't even want to read comics but then I'm but, well, but then the I'm big looking thing at a book the- and then I'm like oh you know I'm still oh look like for example I think a Nightwing I haven't even read yes. Nightwing but I read the first issue of Nightwing yesterday. So then mm-hmm. obviously, because, you know, we're, I'll, I'll let you see what you're saying, but I know with like the Nightwing part, I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care about part one. I'm just going to read 
two, and then I see Babson like, oh, you're a billionaire now. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay, I got to go to one. <laughs> and I had no idea. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually enjoying Tom Taylor. And that's the thing that I also want to get to. Because technically, if you go down this list of books that just came out this week, the Nightwing book and technically Justice League, but who cares about that book, and Catwoman are the only three books written by writers that are known or well-known in DC. The Flash is written by a TV writer. He has joined the ranks of DC Comics. Um, recently, the the stuff that people really know him from, if you are really interested in reading the credits on these movies, are the DC Lego movies. Uh, not Lego Batman, but the DC like straight-to-video uh, movies. Mm. He's the writer on those. Um, he's written a couple uh, episodes of Supernatural, just random stuff, and he's also written uh, the animated movies um, recently, uh, man of tomorrow, uh, the, uh, justice society, things like that. So maybe that's the reason why we're not really finding the voice for a lot of these characters in these other books, but also Tom Taylor's thing. Like we have been waiting for him to get a full on, like, Hey, this is going to be an ongoing series with Tom Taylor's name attached to it. You can technically say, yeah, but he had that with Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was barely, like, it doesn't even count as a maxi because it didn't reach 12 issues. It technically had 12 issues because of the annual, but it only had 11 11 issues plus an annual. So this here is, for me, I totally get what you're you're saying about do you even want to read comics? Because right now, the only thing that I am buying is I'm supporting DC digitally. So any digital first book that is 99 cents, I'm buying. Just because I want them to know that there's people who are invested in digital comics. They're not all great, but I still invest in it because it's only 99 cents. Yeah. Then everything else that I'm buying, indie comics. That's yeah. it. So... yeah it's it's tough man i'm just i don't i I don't i don't know what's changed i mean well obviously i know what's changed and i i guess i was i've always been one of those guys that i'm like man i just want to read good books Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't really care so much if it's you know direction or, or stuff like that you know i want just give me a good book to read but i think what i'm realizing is that no i actually do need direction be not like Please tell me where you're going, but I need the world to make sense. Yeah, because then and right I'm, now, because then if not, I'm just reading something just to read it, but it means nothing. It's so weird because I know there was a huge event, of course, uh, death metal, and that death metal brought us into uh, Infinite Frontier, and so it should feel like how New Fifty Two started and how. Um, rebirth started this still feels like they're still trying to find their their footing it doesn't feel like it's solidified whatsoever and i i want there to be like you said i want there to be good books out there 
And I think I found a good book in Nightwing. Nightwing has been a really fun issue uh, for both one and two. Uh, The Flash has been surprisingly good. It gets a little weird, but that's just like we said last time. Flash is going to be Flash. There's going to be a lot of different things that will most likely go over your head because they're just trying to be like, hey, science, you know? Yeah. Um, But one thing that I was telling you before we started recording, and I definitely wanted to say it over the air, um, because I actually gave Bendis a chance. I read issue number 59 of Justice League, and I told myself, I did not hate this. There was some dialogue that I was just like, "Eh, okay, I can move past it. In issue 60, issue 60, let me look at the actual page count here. I think it's the average, you know, 24 pages. I think that's what it is. I could not get past page 10. I could not. That bad. Um, From here, let's see here. It actually was, oh, well, it's oversized because of Justice League Dark. Um, But Justice League ends on page 23. On page 10, and let me actually zoom out because I'm old and can't see stuff that close. Um, There is a part where, of course, Bendis is wanting to bring, or he has brought Naomi into this book. Brand new character. She's already on the Justice League. And she's explaining events that were happening in her first miniseries, right? And the dialogue states, and I will say this verbatim. She says, well, I don't know exactly, but you know, powerhouses. She's describing the enemies that she fought in her in her miniseries. Uh, there was a war. I found out my powers. Uh, I found out my power set is pretty big. Not to brag, but... And then everybody's like, oh, well, that's not bragging here at the Hall of Justice. We don't know her power set. Bendis hasn't even explained her power set. I saw it described last night uh, when talking to a friend that her power set is what you need. So if, hey, if you need a giant beam, she'll burst out a giant beam from somewhere. Hey, if she needs super strength, eh, she'll use super strength. Hey, if she needs to figure out how to do this, oh, she'll figure out how to do that. It is a very convenient way to be like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I need to to make her relevant for the story. Naomi is? Yeah. Pretty much? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and again, just I'm, because... I'm, I'm, you, com- I'm confused by Black Adam's appearance. Well, that's what I'm getting to next. Okay, okay. Because... Again, Bendis thinking that Superman is just the all-American and he cannot see anything wrong with any human being and he loves everybody. Um, Superman is trying to convince the Justice League that uh, they need Black Adam on the Justice League. Um, Because he keeps saying, oh, well, he's trying to do good. He's trying to do good. He has changed. He's changed. He, He is a better man. Like every single time I try to go save the world, he's already done it. Like, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And so they're arguing. And there's a moment where Oliver Queen says, um, he's like, well, you should have just brought Brainiac. I'm sure he was available. And Superman says, oh, well, you're very funny, Oliver. 
And Oliver says, well, you're doing that thing again. And Clark says, what thing? Oliver says, you're Superman. And Superman says, thank you. It's it's not fair. Anyone who disagrees with you automatically looks vaguely evil or nuts. And he said, and Superman's like, disagree with me. Like, as if anybody could ever disagree with him. Hmm. Like, this is not, like, he's trying to pass as humble, but he, Superman is, like, treating everybody that he is above everybody. Yeah, it's, I'm kind of reading it, and it's kind of like if Bendis is trying to do a really poor version of, like, if you... What Morrison did. Yeah, but also, like, if you kind of hear, you know, like, uh, like New Testament, like, Jesus speaking in, like, parables kind of thing, it's, it's just, yeah. it's very, it's very vague. He's like, about what? Oh, that people don't change. That's not true. I have. You have. Oh, I you have, have not. Right. Sure you have. You actually yeah. have. Well, I have changed, in a good changed, way. Changed, 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 changed. So I'm like, what is happening here? I almost threw my tablet at this one so, panel. The so, small so little I, bar that says, I get oh, it. that's not true. I have. You have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. I have. No, you haven't. Yes, I've changed. Don't. It's like, Jesus Christ, we understand. Yeah. So it, it's one. It's now that I'm looking at it, I can, I can totally see because. Not only does Superman seem very like yes, if he's high above, but it's also very robotic. Where yes. this doesn't sound like a humble kind of like, hey, let's just talk it out. You know, we're just. I'm, this is a perspective I want to hear yours, but it's just more like he kind of sounds like a cult leader. Also, just kind of like no, but you have, I have, of course you have. Like I, exactly. I don't know, I, I don't, I don't like it. it- I, this yuck yeah yeah and then of course he had to make a bathroom joke Uh, there is a bathroom joke in here oh wait wait Um, i I think um i think um, the kid has to go to the bathroom no brutus is back at all but i I, so i will say that i like the I, i do like the concept of superman like fighting for someone that for the most part has been yes and I, I, I was I was okay with it up until that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. That for I mean I haven't read the issue just because I am totally just uninterested in anything you, Bendis does. But if you scroll down, then we get 2017 Justice League. We get basically the Steppenwolf looking guy going to Themyscira and fighting Amazons. And it's just like I immediately saw that and I was just like, yeah, this is this is just carbon copy. Like he's just grabbing random Wait, ideas. Is that is that supposed to be Steppenwolf? No, this is his oh, name is his name is Brutus. B R U T U S. Oh, okay, so that's who Batman was referencing. Okay, was yes. Brutus is back. Okay. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, this guy uh, in the first issue, he randomly showed up at Kondok and um, he's strong enough to fight Superman. He's strong enough to fight Aquaman and all these. So like, this is just like another Rogelzar that uh, Bendis is creating. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. But he's like a dude, bro. When he talks, like no. if you, if, yeah. If you go to the first issue, issue fifty nine, he he talks like a dude, bro. So, oh, God, he yeah. sucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, 
of course, Hippolyta, and this plays off of Ron Mars's, uh, 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 what was that event that they did? The Endless uh, Winters. Endless Winter. Um, there is some sort of past with Hippolyta and Black Adam, so Bendis wanted to play with that. But again, he treats these heroes as if they're better than everybody else. So, like, when you hear Clark and Barry talking to Hippolyta, like, it doesn't sound like Clark and Barry. It just sounds like two stuck-up guys. And it's just like, oh, well, we know better. We do this. We do that. Oh, well, those aren't enemies. Those are the rest of the league. They're just really slow. We travel really fast. Hmm. It's like... Yeah. You're not passing off... This isn't humor. Like, I'm sorry. It's not. No. Absolutely so, not. So, I... Uh, at this point, I just started to scroll down to see what was happening. Um, Bendis made Flash make a... Um, the Cosmic Treadmill hold the entire Justice League. That's not how the Cosmic Treadmill works. No. Um, so... And, and of course, Naomi is the one that survives. Na- Naomi last, is the one that, that lasts. Well, not only that, she's the one that is that is the key to opening up the gate to whatever dimension that they need to open and blow uh, the wall. Yeah. So, so wow, we're really going to be force fed this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I won't be because I won't read it. But um, oh no, no, that 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 was. I told myself I was going to give him three issues because I made the mistake of trying nine issues when he first started and I couldn't get past six. So I'm going to half that. And I said, okay, three issues. I made it one and a half, one and a half issues. Yeah. So no, I, I, I ended up reading the Batman, the Fortnite zero point thing. Just oh because, no. Because Liam is, you know, Liam's really into Fortnite. So, and I, and I, and I tend to play with him sometimes. So I, I I happened to read it and was it decent or was it just like nonsense? I, I mean, it, it's kind of like if you were reading Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's really just Batman's with Commissioner Gordon uh, ends up meeting uh, Harley, trying to stop Harley from something. But then like the portal that's currently going on in the Fortnite uh, universe, uh, that's yeah. kind of like this, you know, this huge orb of energy that's kind of like absorbing and destroying whatever that the um, the Fortnite world is uh uh-huh. Harley Quinn and Batman were sucked in. well Harley Quinn went in just cuz she's curious and Batman actually got kicked in from someone but we don't know who so now he's in the world of Fortnite um but he kind of has all the skills of Batman but in this world you know the characters don't speak so he can no longer speak so you're only hearing his inner thoughts uh but then when he's saying like well Maybe I can like sign language to him, and he's like, "I am like he doesn't know who he is." So he's Batman in every way, but he just doesn't. So he's trying to like recollect his pieces, and then he happens to be fighting all these avatars, you know, that you see in in the video game. That Liam's like, "Oh, that's so cool! Look at this person!" Da 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 da. And I'm like, "Okay, it's cool that he he likes it." But then you know, it's in the midst of his fighting. I mean, everything's exactly the same. He comes across. Catwoman and him and Catwoman he's like there's something here between us I know that there is but I just can't figure out who she is so you're just seeing like the connective tissue in a sense that you know like okay they still have major history together and you know they're just fighting alongside each other but it's one of those things that the story ends with 
or the issue ends with how it is in Fortnite with the storm closing. So everything is getting destroyed around them due to the storm. And it ends with them literally kind of like looking at each other right hmm. before the storm, like the, the, the eye closes. It, it's a super quick read. Thing. You can read it in like five minutes. Here's the thing. I, I actually enjoyed uh, the really early on Fortnite. Um, what people don't realize is that uh, Fortnite was a completely different game um, that it was meant to be. Um, you could actually, back in the day, pay for Fortnite. Um, I got a free copy of it um, when I was working at GameStop. And it's a Castle Defender game. That's what it originally was supposed to be. Like with zombies and stuff. And you can build like your fort, just like in like when you play the regular Battle Royale, you build a fort with all these traps and waves of zombies come along. It was so much fun, but nobody would play because everybody wanted to play the Battle Royale. So I jumped on the Battle Royale with friends. We would play. It was fun. When I heard, I think the very first one, I know there was Batman, but when I saw that um, CW's Arrow was going to be a playable skin in Fortnite, I was like, yeah, let's jump on it. I want to play. There is a subscription service inside of Fortnite mm-hmm. that is like $12 a month. Mm-hmm. Liam has been trying to get me to sign him up for it. No, like I will never like if you give me a game that's like, hey, this is free. And yeah, if you want to buy the battle pass to get the chance to get all the stuff, you can do that. The so battle pass a- can be Anywhere from $5 or $25, depending on if you want to, like, skip levels or whatever. Like, okay, let's do that. That can be something that you can still get a lot of money from me from, right, if I want to do it. But they have now been pushing so many more, like, add-ons and, like, hey, buy this, hey, buy this, hey, buy this, hey, buy this. And it's just, like, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, that, that wanna... that's the struggle that I have is that I guess there's just some parents, man, that my kid knows that they're kids. That these parents are just giving them two, three hundred bucks to buy skins. So these kids have every oh single, they have like every single emote, like those dances, yeah, uh, yeah. every single new skin that comes out. And, you know, like, you know, as a, as a kid, you kind of just want to like, oh, wait, this person has this or Liam tries to use uh, reverse psychology on me thinking that because it's a DC <laughs> character that I'm automatically going to want to. I say, Bob, look, it's Arrow Flash. And I'm like, he sucks, Bobby. <laughs> well, no, because like even even before DC jumped on this train, Marvel did. That's when that well, that's actually and when we allowed Liam to even start playing because we didn't we didn't know what the game really was because we never played it. Yeah. Um but once it became like Marvel and it's like Marvel theme, I'm like, okay, it's free. Let's try it. And I'm like, okay. So we did do the battle pass, but I told Liam, that's all I'm giving you. Yeah. I'm like, you have the opportunity when you're playing, when you level up, you're getting a whole bunch of stuff. And you can you can unlock like nine Marvel characters just by getting to a certain level. So yeah. earn it. I'm not, I'm not like this is so now he's like, but Bob, this one they it's twelve dollars, but they give you a skin. I'm like, what if you don't want that skin? He's like, you can cancel it. And I'm like, no. That's no. Well, and and I understand, like, because Fortnite's not the first game to do this, you know. Um, 
back in the day, I feel like there was so many things coming out for like DLC and stuff, but it's like, you don't necessarily need it like at all. And then nowadays people just feel like, Oh, the new thing is out. We have to get it. We have to get it. We have yeah, to get so it. We need to be I'm, the first people to get it. So like, what geez. I'm trying, what I try to tell Liam, like in terms of logic, I'm like, Liam, if I have that normal girl that you start off in the game that has like camo pants and a tank top, does if you buy Venom, is Venom gonna do anything different than that girl? And he goes, no. So I'm like, does it really matter if you're running around with a Venom when that Venom does absolutely nothing? Like, it, it exactly. makes no sense, buddy. Just get the free stuff. I mean, you love Mandalorian. The Battle Pass gave you Mando for free. <laughs> Freaking. At so, least with Mando, you know you're going to be using a gun, so it makes sense. Like, that's what I don't like Like with these types of games. It's like, hey, I'm Wolverine, but I'm going to be using a shotgun. I'm like, no, have him use his claws. Like, well, well, you can if you find like the I think they called it like the Mystics. Okay. Or like if you go to like Doom's castle, if you defeat Doom, you could take his gauntlets. So you're flying, and you're using his gauntlets. Or same thing if you go to Stark Industries, you could take. The problem is, is that everybody wants to go there, and I'm like Liam, let everybody just kill each other, and just go somewhere off and just. Build your inventory for when you're stacked. He's like, no, but I want Doom's gauntlets. Yeah, you want them, but you don't even use them. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> oh god, it's so frustrating playing with like a kid. But the problem is, is like, I suck at building. I that's the one thing that I hate about it's the like game. The toughest thing in the world. So Liam's is like, he's like Leroy Jenkins, and he just runs in there and starts blasting with shotguns. And I'm like that loser dad that has like a sniper. And I'm like, I'm like, Pop, I'm going to flank. I'm going to flank him. He's like, I don't need you. Pack, pack, pack. He's killing everyone. I've literally <laughs> realized that what I have always said, that I'm never going to let my kid beat me. I suck ass. <laughs> like, I blow. Like, I'll still destroy him in sports. <sighs> but I hate the fact that video games have gotten to a point where I'm literally going up against a guy. And I'm like, Papa, I'm like, I got him. I know I'm like one shot away. And then out of nowhere, he just built the Great Wall. And I'm like, good lord! I need some Mongolians or something. Like, I like come over here. Like, what's happening? How do I do this? So I know we're getting off topic, but it's completely fine. Um, we don't have that much to talk about today. Um, this is all. This is all in topic with the Batman Fortnite comic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a rumor that um, because they're kind of running out of PS5 games to give out for free um, with the PlayStation Plus, um, that may might have um, uh, the show 21 for free. So, really? Yeah. The new one that's why? coming out today? The, the, the one that... Uh, is it coming out today, really? Yeah. I think, I think like, for, like, some reviewers or the people who bought, like, the, the Hall of Fame edition... Oh like yeah, online? it does come out today. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah. So, so the rumor is, is because it's no longer uh, exclusive, that uh, people are going to be mad and not want to buy it. So, PlayStation is basically saying, "Hey, because because Xbox was like, hey, you know what? Now that it's on 
Xbox, we're actually going to put it on Game Pass, which is their version of PS Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's rumors that they might put it on PS Plus in May. Man, so the question is, do I just wait 10 days Yeah, and see if that's going to be the May game? Yeah. Because I was literally, right when I was finishing recording, I was going to go buy the game. I would wait. I would totally wait. But because if, if you can case, get if you can get a freaking eighty dollar game for free, get that eighty dollar game for free. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, then I'll then I'll wait then. Yeah, because now now I'm curious. So, yeah, I, I saw an article that was just like throwing some stuff out there that might be like May's possible uh, PS Plus games, and there was a huge article on the reason why they are. Uh, guessing that MLB uh, will be their their PS5 game, so it's just like holy cow. Now, is, is there a is there a reason why when they're saying like, "Hey, we're running out of games," how are they running out of games? They're running out of like, I don't want to say top tier games because that's just kind of biased uh, in the sense of like it's subjective, but like mm-hmm. they're AAA games, you know. They're games that are like, hey, these are the console seller games, you know, because they can they can yeah. dish out like all these PS5 games for days. You know, indie indie developers can create PS5 games. You know, it's not it shouldn't be that hard for developers. Yeah, but because they kind of like pushed like all of these different games out, I don't think. Because Ubisoft was purchased recently by by Xbox, I don't think they can be like, "Oh yeah, Valhalla, let's put it on PS Plus." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think they can do it within like a certain amount of time. Like, I don't know if it needs to be like over a year or whatnot. But if that's the case, like, and because MLB the show was always a PlayStation exclusive. Like I think they have a little bit of leeway in being able to say, "Hey, we're going to put it on PS Plus." Was it ComicBook.com that gave you the MLB the Show? Um, it was released yesterday. Let's see here. I don't think it was yesterday. Oh, because it says like nineteen hours ago, and like the first one that popped up, it did say it had a. You know what? I'm lying to you. I'm lying. Wait, where'd it go? Yeah, it had that one, MLB The Show, Skate City, Resident Evil 7. Is Resident Evil 7, is that the one that uh, everybody like just got? Man, we're going on a total tangent right now. Uh, no, uh, Resident Evil 7 is the VR game that came out. But uh, is that the game that everyone's talking about, about like this ginormous lady in the white dress? Well, that's, that's 8. That's 8. That's coming out at the end of the month. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that game hasn't even come out yet. No, but it's coming out. And that and that and, and that and, and that you, chick is if, and she's trending? Why? Yeah. Just because she's huge? Yeah. It's like just everybody's like, oh my god, she's she's thick. She's she's a goddess. Uh uh I want her to sit on my face. Like they're they're people are saying all sorts of crap. And freaking uh what is the no, fuck, who's who's the developers on, on that game? I can't remember. Um it's not Naughty Dog. Who develops freaking Resident Evil? Resident Evil is uh, Capcom, no? Oh, no, I don't be. think I don't think it's Capcom. No, 
Now I think I'm I'm blowing smoke up. Oh, hey, hold up, hold up. I think I just heard a knock on my door. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's Capcom. Yeah, so uh, so Capcom um has been eating this up and as far as marketing, so they were like, oh, if you really want to know how tall she is, she is this tall, and like she's over like she's nearly eight feet tall. They have uh, cutouts that they've been giving GameStop like of actual size. So people can go like take pictures and stuff, and also like I think it's, like her and like that lady's daughters or whatever have also kind yeah of they're so they're uh, they're vampires. That's okay. the big thing. Okay. So it's it's crazy um, how people get the this stuff kind of trending and like just the <laughs> stupid shit that people say. But I I'm actually I'm not a big scary game type person. I kind of want to play it just because the last Resident Evil game that I went all the way through and beat was Resident Evil five. When it first came out, trying to remember, is that the one that you were like in this abandoned house? No, no, no. So that's seven. That's seven. That one was scary, man. That's first. Per- it's a first person. Yeah, one. the first person one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's seven. That came out a couple years ago. See, I wanted five... to play that one, but that's. I think the last scary game that I played was I think it was called like Condemned for the Xbox 360. Or and those are like those games with the jump scares. Yeah. Those no, survival like, I, horror. Like that just that stuff just It crazy. it gets to you, man. And like for for me, the last like genuine scary game I played until dawn, that's not technically supposed to be scary, it's just supposed to be suspenseful. The last scary game that I tried to play was Amnesia. It's a first-person game um, that will just, like, mess you up, dude. Completely mm-hmm. mess you up. And it's, like, a game that is just, like, completely in the dark. It's, like, and like, a dungeon-type thing with, like, a maze and stuff. It it's it completely messes you up. But let's move on to comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, for... Uh, I had to step away because there's uh, people that are supposed to be working on the sprinkler system. But it wasn't them. I actually got uh, some Amazon packages. Um, but um, the book that we were going to talk about and we are going to talk about is Nightwing 79. Um, give your thoughts on uh, uh, short thoughts on Nightwing number one so we can move uh, towards this one. No, I, I think it's I, I think it has a, a nice balance of obviously it, it, it carries a lot of heart. I think Tom Taylor totally has the perfect voice for Alfred. Um, So I think between those kind of balances, I think that they were extremely nice. I think it was one of those issues that I think, I I don't remember who were the writers of, you know, the Alfred, um, the funeral issue, the one when everybody was kind of like talking about a certain memory that they had of Alfred. Do you remember that one? Yeah. The, I think it was like the Alfred RIP or, like I felt like this did a mu- this issue did a much better job of capturing what Alfred did in the heart of Nightwing, um, and I I mean I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. The book was beautiful. It was a very fast read, so although it did have some dialogue in it, I never felt like I was trudging through. It was, and it was also a beautiful letter. 
that he wrote uh great dude that was heartbreaking yeah like and like just, to end it to end it with like you know like and i'm so proud to call you my son that's like <laughs> like it was so honestly i felt crazy enough to say it i think nightwing like that issue even like saved me from like being in a like in a not a dark place but just like in those but you know like in a very low place when it came to just comics yeah because i just felt like that was all gone yeah and you know what there are other issues in other books that do it but i haven't felt it in dc i feel like in, in dc you're just getting it in the smallest of glimpses that it just doesn't do anything it's like too few and far in between that I felt mm. that that issue was close to perfect. Like, just, like, give it comic of the year already. Like, that's how I felt reading it. And yeah. so then issue number two, I was totally excited to jump into number two. And I love and I love knowing where... I mean, I don't... I don't know where, where Tom is going to take it. I don't want it to be where this is going to become... You know, where you get that one person that's just really desperate for a thousand likes. So they do, instead of Batman being Batman, why doesn't he just donate all his money to, you know, to a cause? Yeah. Because he can do more good like that. You know, you know what I'm talking about, that everybody just talks about between Batman and and Tony Stark. That they're just and, rich white men that don't want to help and blah, 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 blah. The, the stupid, like, oh, he just likes to punch people who are mentally unstable. Like, Yeah, so... No, they he punches criminals, and he punches people who are literally slitting people's throats and burning off people's skin. Like, that's who he is punching. Calm the hell down. Yeah, so it, it's one of those things, like, I hope, because I have thoroughly enjoyed the first two issues. I just hope that that's not what we're leading to, but I do believe that that is something that Dick Grayson would do. I just don't want it to be that I'm doing it because, and you're just hearing it from others, it's just because Batman won't, because Batman hasn't done it, because Batman wouldn't do this. That's not what Batman does. This would, like, I know I would say this, but like, you know, you're going to hear it. This is why Dick Grayson's the best Batman. Yeah, yeah. So, like that—that's like the stuff that it's sad to say that you can't even have a beautiful moment without already being skeptical of what, like, what's the motivation behind it. But mm-hmm. I will say that I mean, I, I'm also enjoying the way that Tom is writing uh, Barbara. Yes, like Babs. I think that he's kind of he's done a really good job with Babs. So between that, the art you know, where I I see this story going in regards to, you know, Dick Grayson just wanting to help. And uh and you know with the I, I do love the Marv Wolfman and George Perez shout out. I'm assuming that's who it is when it came to Marv and George's pizza. Yes. I'm I'm guessing that's that's what it is. Uh so yeah I I totally totally dug it. Well, and like for me, the I just want to Redundo has upped his game in art since he started for sure. He has this, this looks actually, this gorgeous. actually, it does look gorgeous, but it feels very indie to me. I think that's why I also like it. This doesn't feel yeah. like a prototypical DC book, 
it feels very much like if I'm reading just a really good image comic that just happens to have, you know, characters that I'm familiar with. I don't know if it's the formatting style or if it's just Redondo's art, but Redondo is like Injustice, right? Yeah. Yeah, because Injustice, this is not, this I, does not I, look like the I same am, I literally have another tab open, um, and I just typed in Injustice comic just to remember what it looked like. This is a huge upgrade. So unless um, this is because of Adriano Lucas doing the colors, I don't oh, know. That, I mean, I don't know. Awesome. I don't know who did colors in 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 Injustice. I'm drawing a blank. But if I mean, because you know, sometimes colors. I mean, even whoever, uh, even Brad Anderson, I think is the one that did colors for Superman Year One, and even he made, uh, even he made John Romita Jr. look like a two percent competent artist. Just because. <laughs> so. Uh, um, it looks like I'm looking at random issues of Injustice. Um, the colorist changed quite a few times. Okay. So it very much could have been the colorist that gave that look for what Injustice ended up being. But this just looks awesome. Yes. Um, even to the point of like, like even when they're just civilians, not even just in the Nightwing costume. Um, it looks great. Um, well, how, how do you feel? I mean, this is like your favorite character besides Suits. Yeah. So or, or, this... or Superman Nightwing is like a 1A, 1B. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is great. Um, I really want to see, uh, him go head to head with Blockbuster again. I always love those stories. Um, go back all the way in like to freaking, um, who was it? Was it, uh, Brubaker's run on Nightwing? That was, that was Blockbuster. They've, that was, Blockbuster is almost like, like Nightwing's Lex Luthor. Oh, or okay. Kingpin. Kingpin yeah. would be a better would be a better way of explaining it. Um, just because he's had Bloodhaven in his grasp for so long. Um and I, 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 I think I think of Bloodhaven, I think of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. That's why. Very much so. Um and he he very much gives that vibe, uh, especially when um uh Maroney is uh is out there and he's like almost killing those kids. And Barbara's like, oh, I'm going to call the cops. And Nightwing's like, don't even don't even waste your time. Like, they're just going to get out and uh, we'll deal with this some other way. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to call them anyway. And then later on in the story, she's like, I called them, but nothing happened. And that is very much a Hell's Kitchen type thing. Yeah. And I know a lot of people in that instance can be like, ah, this is just Daredevil. If Tom Taylor can make this Nightwing series. Like Chip Zdarsky has made Daredevil, bring it on. Yes. Please. Yes. I need something like that. I, I, I actually, I'm looking over it now because, again, I don't know who this guy, the, the, the new mystery villain that's stealing hearts. Uh, but I will say that I did catch it. I, I like the little detail. I always thought that when I first read it, the little gun that he uses was really stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, it still looks stupid, but I didn't realize the detail that on the very bottom of the gun, it was like a little jar, and he actually did grab the heart. Like, yeah. the heart actually was like... I don't know. It's a, it's a small detail that doesn't mean anything, but I, I didn't catch it the first time, and I actually 
sometimes I like that an artist actually remembers like details like that. Yeah, it's it's the little things, man. And yeah. and like even for like the progression of Maroney, I, I love this. You see him looking both ways with his eyes and the cigarette in his mouth. And then when he yells, hey, the cigarette is like jumping out of his mouth. It's just small things like that that I just like it gives a lot of character to people. It gives a lot of uh, just uh, motion to the comic. And I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, but it but it is one of those. I loved it. I mean, I just I it I don't know. I just feel like if I'm reading Robert Kirkman, like back in the day doing like Thief of Thieves, like it's just like that kind of art style to me that it it's very it's very welcoming like i i i i really truly 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 enjoyed it um flash is you know the flash one full-blown flash in this issue kind of you know that wonky stuff that just kind of gets me that kind of gets me out of a book and i think Mm -hmm. we actually spoke about flash and how we thoroughly enjoyed it and we really loved the first issue and I was like, man, I'm just hoping it doesn't become something really weird. And it's, you know, it just feels like to me, if I'm, I feel like I'm still reading Flash Forward. The only difference between Flash Forward is that instead of Wally speaking with Tempest, and then he complains and Tempest just takes him somewhere else, or he ends up in another place, this just so happens to be that now his connection is with Barry. But he's still going through the these world shenanigans that are that it's okay. I mean, they're they're fun, I guess, somewhat. If you just kind of want to read these little weird off adventures, and you know, little by little, we're we're kind of seeing, you know, I guess m- more. I like that we're seeing more layers to the Speed Force. And that Barry, yeah. you know, that you're you're still learning about it because I love how endless the Speed Force is, and just some who would know it more than anyone still get consistently surprised by what it can do. So I love that the Speed Force is never stagnant. There's always new layers, but it's the it's the other wonkiness that I'm just tired of seeing Wally jumping from world to world. And he still just can't get what he wants to get. Yeah. I will tell you, though, if it wasn't so weird, do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Venditti's Hawkman going into the different identities of Hawkman throughout the ages. This is the exact same thing. But, of course they have a very solidified reasoning behind it. That being, hey, the speed force is scarred. It's hurt. They're trying to mend it. They're trying to fix it. Uh, There's a moment here where uh, Barry has his powers back. And he kind of like... Very little. he, he, He gives like this offhanded comment of how it could... Like how he was able to get his powers back, even if it was for a short amount of time. And I was like, that's complete BS. It almost like took me out of the book, but it, are you talking about like when the dinosaur died, like when it exploded or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, yeah. and that kind of made me feel like I could, you know, do this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, well that's stupid. Like, don't give me that. But then they actually explain it later. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. So, so they are connecting everything to the point where it, 
like usually what we were reading in flash was like, Hey, I got my powers back just because, or, Hey, I was able to do this just because, or, Hey, well, this I, happened, but it happened off screen, you know? And, things and like I, that. and I think it, I think that's where having like Jeremy Adams working on TV helps because I don't know if you've been watching those videos or like the, some of these shorts from like David Sandberg and if you go on David's Dave's uh, David Sandberg's like YouTube page, and he starts showing you like why little details can really mess you up when it comes to like him filming, and he gives you examples of Shazam, and it they are glorious because he oh, is yes yeah yeah, yeah. I remember he's those totally yeah, yeah. calling them out, or he's like, oh, why is it that the kids are wearing sweaters uh, when they're inside of the house? Why is Darcy not there when? When uh, when Billy is going to when he finds out where his mom is and he's and he's kind of telling you, well, it would make kind of sense where they would already be dressed in the future when they're going to be in a cold state where they're in those inner realms. Uh, But of course, you know, like, oh, maybe it'll make sense to have Darcy wasn't in the picture because Darcy was actually filming a movie at that time and she wasn't available. So he just but he does it where he's calling out how they still screwed up. Where yeah. you actually see when Shazam was flying in the mall trying to escape, that the he crew, had his film crew, the yeah. film crew that they had to like Photoshop uh, purses on them and digitally do stuff. I'm like, I love this. So I think that certain things that you're seeing that I guess when you're with a writer and with like a movie, you have to be able to answer all these kind of questions instead of just kind of throwing it out there and just hope that the reader like forgets about it. Yeah. So I think that that could be something that when he sees, he, he needs to make sure that whatever comment he makes, that it just, it's more than likely it's, it's going to be unforgiven uh, if you can't, you know, come up with a reasoning for it. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah. again, it, it's not, it wasn't bad because I enjoyed still the, the seeing Michael, Barry and Oliver. I liked their dialogue. I liked that little threesome on trying to figure things out. It's the stuff with Wally and Wally. See, like I guess like it just it felt more I don't know, I thought like I like your Hawkman explanation. I guess just with Hawkman, Hawkman's history has always been murky and it's always been so yeah. muddled that that answered questions. Uh, in in that regards, here we have just been doing this same dance with Wally, and now yes, we've had the whole "Who am I?" with Hawkman, but Hawkman never gets solo titles. If he does, it's every like ten years. But this that is, is awesome. but this has been like six years in a row where whatever we've seen of Wally, it's been the same thing. Yeah. So I guess that's my thing. I think it's more of a fatigue with on Wally's end of what they're doing rather than rather than what the actual book is, because the book is still enjoyable. Yeah, and they pulled this really odd thing. Um, They're explaining to Wally at one point, like, hey, in order to do this, we have to completely fix the, um, the speed force. And then he's like, okay, let's do it. But they tell him, they tell Wally, hey, by the way, your suit maintained its physical state when hit by the speed force, your body didn't. Um, So basically your consciousness and your soul 
is moving to each one of these conduits. So they're going inside what we could assume was the very first speedster when he went back in time. Now he's inside Bart. Um, at the very end, we see um, he's inside of Jay, um, Jay Garrick. Um, and so they're like, yeah, basically you're a ghost. And yeah. they're like, what are you kidding me? Like, what do we do? Mr. Terrific is like, oh, we can technically build you a body and blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't make me an android. Don't make me an android. He's like, I'd rather be a like, ghost. <laughs> yeah, we, we need we need to figure something out. So yeah. they're going to tr- probably try to find his body and then, you know, get him back. So it's very like, like I said, it's very sciencey. It's very honestly Doctor Who-ish. Um, if anybody's familiar with that show, mm-hmm. um, I I can probably see this going on for maybe three more issues. If you keep it interesting, cool. But if it's the same kind of song and dance for those three issues, that's where I'm going to have a problem. You know? No, no, no. I I am I'm I'm totally there. So I mean, I'm again. I'm still intrigued because I'm I'm liking certain elements and I am truly rooting for Wally. So I'm just hoping that this isn't an eight issue thing. So because I do want to see what comes out on the other side. Yeah. If that if that makes and sense. And one one big thing was we always well not always, we heard this rumor that like, okay, Bendis is going to retire Wally. And you know, he he's he's just gonna be the family man now. We're not gonna get Wally. People were pissed off at that. Here, when Wally is talking to Gold Beetle, because she finds a way to actually communicate with the voices inside Wally's head, that being Mr. Terrific, Oliver, and, and Barry, um, she is genuinely having a conversation to Wally and not to Bart. She now knows, okay, it is Wally stuck in Bart's body. And so she says, like, you're not retired. Like, you you are still a hero, and you're actually my captain. Um, so for anybody who was worried that, you know, we will not have a Wally book, I think the Flash is going to be, like, either a Wally standalone series or a co-starred book of both Wally and Barry. I mean, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I, I love their dynamic. I mean, that's the stuff that interests me the most. So, yeah. And, and, you I, would, and, you would, on, and honestly, it would be really refreshing to be able to see Barry, Iris, Linda, Wally, like seeing them all, you know, Iris, Jay, together. like get them there. Like it would be, it would be nice. I was, I was about to say the one thing you would always said is that you find the flash always more interesting when it's a family dynamic with the flash family. So, Oh yeah. Hopefully yeah. I, they will, they will bring more of that into the series for sure. Oh yeah. I totally, totally find him a lot more interesting that way. So yeah, man, but overall, overall it was a good book. Yeah. Um, I haven't read, Catwoman yet? Um, I have been enjoying that series. Um, I'm probably gonna read it later this week. Is what is this uh, a continuation of what what he was doing in Future State? Um, well, I don't even know. Is it is it Ram V? It is Ram V. Okay. Um, I know that he's had conversations with Tynan. Um, so that way 
he can kind of like do what they are planning to do or whatever. Um, this still looks like this is a continuation of what he was doing before Future State. Um, she is basically, uh, Ram V is basically taking Catwoman back to the point where she was with Brew Baker. Um, she's running the streets, she's running uh, this team of kids, you know, who is basically like, hey, we'll be your runners, we will we will scourge the town, we'll know where everybody is. Because everybody sees a kid on the street, they're just like, hey, that brat, get him out of here. You know, they don't really think anything of them malicious or too malicious, to be completely honest. Um, so she has this giant team of kids that live on the streets um, that is part of Team Catwoman. Um, and it works. It totally works. Brubaker made it work, you know, all those years ago um, around the time of what was that huge event for Batman? Um, uh wasteland or not wasteland it was uh what was the one with the earthquake I was believe, it wasteland i believe it was wasteland man if i got that right that would be awesome um yeah i think it was wasteland you're right yeah i'm yeah. right <laughs> i mean um, i'll, t- I'll take the yeah. credit but <laughs> uh but yeah um it's been interesting so far i think ram v really gets the character um so I actually really like Ram V. I, I think Ram V's... Ram V is doing the Justice League Dark as well. So I may just skip all of Justice League and just read the Justice League Dark stuff also. So Have you been reading uh, he's Swamp the one, Um, I have been reading Swamp Thing. So, so I, I like it. I yeah. like it so far. Uh, very, very different with, uh, with a whole new host for yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah. So it... I'm, I think curious, I'm curious it, to see, you know, with when how how everything will flesh out when alec comes and um, i want to see this do you get annoyed that i well jim pointed this out to me um that there always seems to be writers chasing after uh more uh alan moore when it comes to swamp thing like they're always trying to be the very poetic the very like i don't know how to explain it exactly, but like just how future state was how, you know, they talked about the anatomy of swamp thing. And like, like I said, very poetic in that instance. Um, so does that annoy you at all when it comes to swamp thing? It, it doesn't because it's all I know. Okay. Because I, all, all I know, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think Snyder did a good job of kind of harnessing his own thing, but in in one way or another, Snyder always tries to do things in a poetic sense. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what I know of Swamp Thing is the Alan Moore, Scott Snyder. Um, good lord, who's that freaking awesome writer that did uh, Darth Vader? Charles Soul. Charles Soul. Jeez, I was like the lawyer. Charles Soul. That and now what Ram V's doing. So. I I don't know anything else. So to me it's kind of I kind of just take it as is. Yeah. And you know, maybe would I welcome something else? I mean, if it's good? Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's all it's <laughs> all that I know. So I don't I I don't yeah. know and I don't know any better. Yeah. Um I'm still enjoying it to be completely honest. I I'm looking forward to what's to come of it. Um 
And I'm still hesitant on Superman stuff, um, to be completely honest. I did not touch this blue and red this week at all. Um, I saw blue and red, but because I've been in my weird state with comics, I haven't even read the first one. Uh, it looks yeah. it looks pretty. Like, the art looks cool. Yeah, the uh, and <laughs> I think it's really funny. They call it blue and red, right? If you actually go into the book, it's not just blue and red. It's not like a Batman where it's black and white. Here, it's red, white, blue, and black. Like, they still add, like, other colors to it. And I kind of wish that they didn't. I wish that they would stay genuine to, like, what the idea is of, like... I mean, but that would be really tough to, like, outline. Unless, unless it is on black paper... And they technically aren't really just doing anything with it until they add white, you know? That's a loophole. You're trying to find loopholes. I am. But, I mean, uh, Batman the Animated Series was all drawn on black paper. So. You think you're cool because you know that detail? You want- Maybe. Okay. Did, Maybe. You, did you always know that? Or is this like a, a film junkie Scott thing? Mm- this is something that I found out like three years ago. Oh, okay. I, I, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen the I don't I, I don't even know what happened during JusticeCon. Like I I haven't followed um, anything. I am slowly getting like small little notes on that. Um but I know that Joe Maganello wants a Deathstroke series on HBO Max. Um I know that Batista wants to play Bane. Or Lobo. Uh, I mean, Bane, I would... Bane, Bane is on the nose because of his body type. But, yeah. I mean, the dude's Latin, so he'll at least... Exactly. He would still be able to play the role genuinely. Okay. Uh, or maybe his last name's Batista, but he's not really Latin. But that that would be, I don't know, confusing. But, but they, uh, even some people were like, hey, why don't you just play Kilowog? Oh, you know what? I think I saw something trending by saying, like, hey, I know I'm not the greatest looking guy in the world. But, but why is everybody suggesting uh, what uh, aesthetically unattractive yeah, something like that. characters? Yeah, something like that. Um, I there, there was that. And then, oh, uh, one thing that I I will say this. I will agree on Zack Snyder for a lot of things, but Zack Snyder wanted to name... Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. He wanted he wanted the original name to be Son of Sun and Night of Night. S O N of S U N and S O uh and Night N I G H T of K N I G H T. I'm sorry, I, I, but I would I, have to say no. <laughs> I I like. I don't really care much about Dawn of Justice, but I do like Batman v Superman. Like I yes. like, I even love the BVS. Like that, to, to that that sounds like to me, it's like he was really trying to do an Excalibur. I think he wanted to have like yes. one of those kind of those names. And that's you know? what he's. He, that's what he said. He said he he wanted it to be poetic in that sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, good on him for having that kind of. Uh, poetic mind i would have never guessed that to be what that, the that, that could have been that could have been 
BVS, but if you wanted to format it like he did Justice League, and you could have had Son of Sun be like a chapter. So I know we were on and off on these conversations when we were uh, recording uh, last week or two weeks ago. But um, on Thursday, so two days from now, um, they're having an Investor's Day. HBO Max. Um, do you think they released the numbers for Snyder Cut? Yes or no? I mean, they haven't yet, so I would have to venture yeah. to say that they're still not going to. That's what I think. Um, and there's this notion of like, okay, well, what? How would you like? How is AT and T able to have their cake and eat it too? In the sense of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what my dog just did. Um, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> um, Faint, faintly, but I heard it. I think he was just stretching. Um, come on, Flynn. I'm recording here. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, but honestly, I think that like, for me, I can't get excited about a lot of DC projects when it comes to like movies and TV, to be completely honest. Um, I can still be somewhat enthusiastic because these are the characters that I love, but I can't be genuinely excited for them because... I feel like they're so far away that WB can literally just be like, ah, nah, let's let's change it again. Yeah, that that's true. You know, so it's hard to be a DC fan when it comes to movies. To be completely honest, yeah, it's it's you know, there's been rough patches, and even with small victories, the the, the victory literally ended the Monday after. Because you get the article saying, like, I'm happy they finished the trilogy. He got his vision. I'm like, no, that's not. This isn't a trilogy. This is a five part. This is a five uh, story arc. So we're not even there. We're like 65% there. So, yeah. We're, yeah. Um, but I, I think I the only movie that I can get excited about is The Batman. And after that, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, no, no. Batman, I am. Give it to me. In all. In all its glory. And I'm curious, I mean, I will say, again, I'm not going to overreact, but like the teaser of the Flash thing was not very underwhelming. But, in le- <laughs> did in you le- hear but what you know everybody what? was saying about the music though? But at least they're making it. So, yeah. At, at this point, I mean, with. I think the Snyder Cut did a great job of redeeming like man Barry was actually a good character like he was not just there yes he brought lightness and humor to it but it wasn't the I just push people and run away kind of guy yeah so I I did enjoy but what what did you ask me so people were saying about the uh, uh, about the music if you listen to the teaser People were like, oh, that's just like a small like adaptation of the CW Flash. And people were like, no, 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 it's it's this. And then somebody was like, no, if you really listen to it, all it sounds like is the Spider-Man PS4 thing. Oh, I, I guess I got to give it more because I've even seen I, I see, <laughs> I've seen even somebody like say that it sounds like what uh, I don't know, the, the guy from the Whedon cut. I'm forgetting his name. 
but I don't I don't uh, even I'm forgetting the composer's name. Oh, Elfman, Danny Elfman. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't remember that what his music sounded like because I've only saw that movie once. Um, so I, I don't know any better. But I I would be I would venture to say that you're gonna hear what Junkie did. I think I mean that's like I think the number one song in the actual Snyder in the Justice League like album. Like if I go on iTunes and I want to listen to the Justice League. Uh, and I want to listen to the Justice League um, soundtrack that Into the Speed Force is literally like the starred, the starred um, title. Oh, yeah. 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 So I would I would venture to say that you'll hear it one way or another. That's Actually, I, I, I even felt like I was in. You know, what? no, I don't. It even felt like elements of like Stranger Things. Like there was there was a lot going on with that little teaser. But you know, we'll see. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. that's just like yeah. those. That's just a small little production thing. So that's and apparently uh, this morning, uh, Amber Heard has confirmed that Aquaman two is filming as well, starting today. Oh, so yeah. Aquaman and the Flash both uh, starting up, which means and and Black with, Adam and Black Adam and Black and Black Adam with uh, everything having to do with COVID. And how they now film due to COVID, um, we could see um, everything finishing up within nine months. So, okay, not bad. By the end, I, of the I, year. I, I do say that I'm enjoying the Rock and Jason Momoa uh, little. Oh, the back and forth, a little back and forth. For it kind of just makes birthday. me like, oh, what are? I don't know. I like it. I just feel. So I, I guess it's just one of those things that, you know, just I feel like The Rock doesn't do things on – he doesn't do things like – he does things on, on for a reason. Yeah. yeah. It's, so I'm just kind of like, you know, I love the whole, you know, thing that's going on there. I I just want to see him in costume. I want to see Black Adam in costume. I just hope he um, – I don't – no, I can't see The Rock like pulling like an accent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I I think they will probably try to make it as authentic as possible um, and give him a little something. But I, I hope he has a coach, a dialect coach. Yeah, just because when I'm looking at that teaser, when it's like the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change, he just sounds like serious, but it's still him. But it would be nice, even if it's extremely subtle. Like just, I'm not, I'm not give, asking, I'm not asking for Chadwick Boseman and R.I.P. and what he did for T'Challa, but what I'm, you know, it, it'll, it will be nice. All if there was I'm asking for is the presence of what he was supposed to be without the horrible CGI in the Mummy, as the Scorpion King. Oh you my remember god! All those years ago, I didn't see the solo Scorpion King, but when I no, saw I him. When I saw him with like the tentacle spider like thing coming out with yeah. some of the worst Dreamcast graphics I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like that that was brutal. Like I remember being so excited to see him like, oh my god, the Scorpion King's gonna come out. <laughs> He's gonna come out, and then I saw him and I said, put him away, put him away, put him away. <laughs> he looked like a mutated that mutated toy that Sid in the first Toy Story like mess, like screwed up with. Dude, for real though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, 
I will say this. I'm excited for Batman and I'm excited for Black Adam. Um, just because of the charisma that that guy just freakingly flows with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, with that, I think that will be it for the podcast. Um, of course, um, our schedules have changed and it, it is kind of hectic. Hopefully we can do this again uh, next week. Um, if not, we will always keep you guys uh, in check and, and uh, in the loop for when we are going to record and drop an episode. Um, but Mark, where can they find you? Find me at uh, Mark Reads Comics on Twitter. And that's it. and that's it um you can find me at fanboy clay um on twitter go ahead and check out the link tree that is attached to it of course you can find all my shows that i host there that including batman news weekly this show uh weird science marvel podcast and their patreon as well as the ranger alliance podcast which is on the geek ultimate alliance network uh and their patreon as well so, and I know Mark is going to roll his eyes or just laugh at me, but there is an announcement for another show coming soon. So, Jesus uh, Christ, that will be uh, show number five. Well, hold on, hold on. Batman News Weekly, this show, Weird Science, Ranger Alliance. So, yeah, this will be show number five that I have. So, oh my God. Well, looking forward to it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but with that, We'll go ahead and go. Um, I'm going to uh, render this as quickly as possible so we can probably drop it today or tomorrow. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.